right, good morning to you wherever you might be via SCN Track. If you're listening, Vital Ladbrokes Live 1 channel, hello to you. Good morning, Friday right around the nation on a big weekend of racing. You can get involved, 0499 736 736, or simply just tweet Campbell Brown and abuse him that way. Hello, buddy, how you doing? Great to be here. Yeah, g'day, guys. Nick Quinn, Adam, ha Adam Hamilton. Yeah, back, Dan Cobby. Um, Paul let the tyres down on his car and jumped in. And yeah. No, great to be here, guys, and uh, what a terrific weekend coming up. So much to get into. Lot Group 1's galore. Apologies are forthcoming. We'll get to that shortly. Best bets, crystal ball, first things first. But we want to start with the Ladbrokes announcement earlier in the week. The documentary around the All-Star Mile, a couple of weeks away. I know you two men are heavily involved. Tell us a little bit about that. Not about heavily involved. But, okay, uh, then don't worry about uh, it. <laughs> we, did too. We, we may appear of, as, yeah. uh, as cameos, but Quinny's an expert at this. Like He appeared in the, the Melbourne Cup movie as well, didn't you? Look, the key is to just get as friendly as you can with mm -hmm. the person running the show and then you get more airtime. Yeah. It's as simple as that. I wasn't meant to be speaking in the Michelle Payne movie. Mm -hmm. Ended up having a nice little 18 second cameo. So that was good. Got a few lines in there and now what? if you go on my Wikipedia page, you can see the screenshot from the movie as well. So good stepping stone for this. Uh, pretty, a pretty exciting project um, in partnership Entane slash Ladbrokes with Racing Victoria and it's going to be a 90 minute documentary all about the All-Star Mile. Now we know all about it mm -hmm. and so do most people watching us here but the broader sporting world, it's a chance to introduce them to to all of the stuff behind the scenes in racing. And yes, Lindsay Smith's going to be in it and, and Mick Price and Mick Kent Jr. and the jockeys. and But it's the owners and it's the people behind the scenes in the stables and the strappers. And, you know, a, a big part of it's going to be the stories about the people behind the story. And when you've got a 90-minute doco to do it in, it gives you that opportunity. Have you had an opportunity or the powers to be had an opportunity to speak to the influencers who actually get paid to vote for horses? Because Brandon He's got Hang a couple on. of minutes next. What about week? the Island Boys? Oh, the Island yeah, Boys. Well, exactly. <laughs> they got him in. Exactly. They got Keats in. That yeah. was the most remarkable thing I've ever seen. Uh, we, did, we talked a, a lot about that the other day, didn't we? And we're seeing it again. Another passion of yours, Tasmania, and the mm -hmm. Tasmanians getting the inevitable in, as well as the inevitable's form, obviously. So, yeah. Look, it's a, it's it's uh, it's probably it's not it's probably not everyone's cup of tea in some ways, but but I think that's too many people looking at the race through a traditionalist mm. lens and we just can't be like that. We need points of difference to to hit that broader audience than racing regularly hits. If Gentleman Roy gets into the race, right, if he gets into the All-Star I think he probably will end up being in that in that race, even if it doesn't go that way he's tomorrow. We've got the wild cards and all the rest of it. It's going to be a truly run race. It's going to be very interesting. Mooney Valley is a, is a place that I particularly like this race for. Keats and Gentleman Royal could just take off. They could be four, five, six lengths in front. It's going to be a very, very fast run race. And I think it adds this... Well, while you look at the field, it's so far there, and you're like, oh, yeah, you're just in this, and like superstars, and it's a couple of horses you may not know a great deal about. I think the, the actual makeup of the structure, and, you know, we look at the settled grid in a couple of weeks' time, I think it's going to be one of the most interesting we've had in the, uh, in the short, in the, what's it been, four or five years now? Yeah, no, coming up five years. So um, you're right. I mean, it's got, it's got the right ingredients, hasn't it? And, and look at Annabelle Neesham for, for a case in point. Uh, defending champ Zaki, gone. My Oberon, potentially gone after gone. some issues last week. Um, but she might still have one or two runners. Like, Moanga, I think, hit a career peak in that run behind Animo mm. and did a stack of work up on the pace. So, um, 
there's, there's speed in the race. And again, you talk about the valley. Uh, who can forget the Russian Camelot and, and Mark II race? That was, <laughs> well, but yeah, if you punted the wrong way, exactly. But, you know, but just the genius of... of uh, it was as much watching the two jockeys as it was the two horses in that race, wasn't it? You know, on that particular day, the SN track listeners would remember this. Simon O'Donnell made his best of the day, the Quinella. Mugger two to beat right. Russian Camelot, paid $18. His best of the day was the Quinella. And then after the races oh, had finished, Campbell Brown said, oh, come on, mate, we're going to go to a party. So he went to a party... And it was Mugatu on one side, and it was the Russian Camelot crew on the other side, and they just stayed totally away from yeah, each oh, other. Really? And we chose the right side, we went to Mugatu side. And, uh, <laughs> oh, the drinks were free on the Mugatu side, and you had to pay. Exactly. <laughs> what about your horse off to the uh, All Star Mile? Potentially, yeah. I, don't I think the George. Mate, tell us what you know. I think, well, for starters, uh, pulled up a little bit sore, just okay. in the hamstrings, so there's a little bit of work to go into to it. Um, but I think the George Ryder. Is the one that okay. um, Annabelle Neesham's potentially looking at, just in terms of the, the weight scale and, and everything. So, yeah, in the mix, but um, no decisions it's, been made. So it's still the best maiden in Australia. He's I, never won a race I, on I, this I, track, but has been placed internationally. Exactly. Okay. And I said it on this show last year, and you guys all <laughs> laughed. I don't think the horse will ever win a race here in Australia. Oh, what? I don't. Well, what? So you've just given up on it ever winning a race? Well, again, a brilliant fourth. Yeah. You know, beaten a length and a half to Animo mm. and a photo for second and third. I think it's just one of those really, really top-line horses that doesn't quite have the expected to, to win the big ones. Unless we drop back to a Group 2 or Group 3. Which, which is what you've is, been calling for. Which is not going to happen. <clears throat> Because what would you rather? Would you rather go back and win a Group 3 or continue to do what no, you're doing No, I want to keep it races? a maiden now. OK, so yeah. you <laughs> In Australia. <laughs> well, thanks to Ladbrokes. Make sure you download the Ladbroke app. Make sure you get Ladbroking it. Time for First Things First. On the Ladbrokes Autumn Breakfast, First Things First. It was half alluded to last week, but I think it's time to dig a little deeper. Let's get to Nick Quinn for his First Things First, because this is interesting. Well, it is interesting, and I think one thing about this show is we're a great... Team. Mm. Now, there's no I in team. There's five in individual brilliance. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Where's Dan Cobby? Now, I've heard rumours <laughs> that <laughs> he's been hanging out with Adam Hamilton, going to these luncheons, flown around the country, having a drink here, shaking hands, kissing babies, and he's decided to pivot from his media career yeah. and go into upper management at Ladbrokes, which would mean giving us the Tijuana. Is that right? No more show with us. I think is he now too big for us? He's pretty popular. He, he works a room very well, mm. our man Dan. And, yeah, he's a, he's a man in demand, but he has promised me that he's going to win, lose or draw with his with his hunt for a, <laughs> for a better job in his mind. Yep. He's, he's not going to leave the Friday morning show. So what happens yeah. a lot of times in the AFL, if teams get wind that a player has left, has effectively gone to another club starting for next season. They don't want him anymore. They banish them. We've got a decision to make. <laughs> do we welcome him back for the duration of the season or do we know he's signed elsewhere and he's done here? Well, he hasn't signed elsewhere. Mm. He's still within the organisation. Uh. It's like going from, you know, a player to becoming the CEO of the club. So I'd say elsewhere is probably a step too far. Like Campbell Brown knows what it's like to sign a big deal middle of the season, but he kept it very quiet. You did a good job that day. <laughs> Two million to Gold Coast Suns and the Hawks never knew. Well, I think Clarko had an inkling, but I was too important to the 22 for him to sort of move yeah. me on. So. You wouldn't have lost, you wouldn't have lost that elimination final by nine goals without you. Is Dan Cobby still part of the, the best 22 here? Yeah. Or can you move him on and it won't affect the group? Look, it's a good discussion. 
Yeah, oh, don't ask me to make the call. You, you guys, <laughs> well, you guys work biased, regularly with Because if, if Dan Cobby gets shunted out, Hammer has to get yeah, a medal on yeah. Friday. So it is. So I'll, I'll consider this, this a rehearsal. <laughs> I will say this about Dan Cobby. Yep. And we've all been in the media for a number of years now. There are very few people, and I'm a perfect example of this, who, whilst in the media, has absolutely no chance to ever step into upper management because I can't do both roles and I don't have the charisma and all the rest of it that comes with it. Dan Cobby is one of those rare people that is extremely good in media but has that upper management sort of uh, slant about him. So if he does leave us, and there's no doubt once his show finishes we'll never talk to him again, even in ad breaks, but the fact is that I think he'll be successful if he does, in fact, take that leap. I can't pass compliance, so I'm never going to sort of elevate to To be fair. Nor can he. Management's never been knocking my door down saying, can you just run it? I'm going to stick up for you here, Brownie. You've got to go to compliance meetings to actually pass it. We don't know for certain that you haven't got it. What do you got for us first things first? Do you think a horse will ever go from highway to group one success? Like we saw last year with Shelby 66. It's a massive step, but... I think Mogo Magic, the, the Scotty Collings runner, has the potential, you know, it's a, it's a bridge too far to say Group 1 success, but certainly this is a horse that looks well and truly above average. Mm. Um, and everything that has been put in front of the horse, uh, it's just been able to dominate. Uh, Maiden wins by seven, Class 1, East Down wins by three, and then um, the highway on the weekend on Saturday. Went around at, you know, $2.20, but just bolted, has sustained speed and... I think that's a that's a horse that you know will definitely reach greater heights. Go through the grades and go Thoughts? on to bigger things. Yeah, I agree with you. And the times and margins indicate you're spot on. Obviously, they've got to keep going through the grades, but there's no form like winning form. And as you said, to do it on the back of a sustained speed out in front, it's a great racing pattern. And Brownie, we all love a horse when you get on early, early. and you just follow <laughs> the ride yep. and fill up along the way. Like yep. you, you feel better than being a part owner, don't you? There's no doubt that, about so. that. And especially, you know, when, when they're not big stables, they're not mm. high-profile Because well, you get horses. twice the odds all the time. Yeah, that's right. They it's, keep it, waiting for the brick story. Wall. It's a good story. It is a great story and the horse is extremely talented. Right? But the thing that worked for Shelby 66, and this is not out of the realms of possibility going forward, considering the fickle Sydney weather. Mm. But what happened last year is that the, the heavy tracks... Day. We had heavy 10s, in fact, to be fair. If the guides had it gone up, it might have been like heavy 20s. And that helped Shelby 66. So you need... There's, there's chances it can happen if you get those real heavy dower tracks where the, the inconsistent results are becoming a bit more regular. That was perfect for him. And he was great. So I don't want to sit here and say he only won because there was heavy tracks, but there is no doubt it aids, in particular, sprinters when they're trying to get through the slop. So um, if he gets through the slop, which, you know, we haven't quite seen 100, probably not as heavy last year, and I hope we don't get that for everyone involved, that's, that's when the horses and get a little closer. Well piloted too by our man Robbie Dolan. Absolutely. Now... Just quickly, you say our man. We didn't really touch on this last week, so you now have a love affair with him because uh, you spent a couple of days in Tasmania. Well, with a couple, him. couple of minutes on stage. What's he like? Oh, a couple of minutes. He's a beauty. He's just a typical Irishman, yeah. as you'd expect. And um, I really like the fact that he's he's pursuing the the singing, you know, and and he's still riding. He came back from Tassie last Thursday and rode a couple of winners, and he's got a really good balance because I think jockeys. Sometimes that's all they've got. Track work, riding, sleep, do it all again. And you need something outside. You Could know, make I, him a better rider, Brian. Yeah, I agree. You just hope that trainers don't sort of knock him for... Treat him as a bit of a, you know, a bit of a yeah, comedy actor. Yeah, I can yeah, don't and, take him seriously. And maybe, you know, because he has got these other um, 
passions. He might not be able to get to track work in the morning or whatever. Can't happen. Do you know why? He's got Mark Est in his corner. <laughs> exactly right. That's right. I, I, I will say this. I'm sure the Connections loved hearing that he was at the Launceston local with you the night before he went and uh, jumped on their horse. Well, he, he, he was, he was networking for rides. Yeah, well, is, is he a better jockey or a better singer? Sorry, vocalist. I'll say vocalist. No, well, I'm going to say jockey. Yeah, um, okay. But uh, there's no doubt that uh, he'll probably go on. He'll have a longer career as a mm. singer, put it that way. So, All right, uh, first things first, Amo. Let's get into this because uh, tomorrow there's a Guineas in two states. Yeah, there is, and it's not the first time it's been discussed. So, so two questions in it. Um, the first one is, which is a better race? And I, I, I ask that openly. So I won't, I won't. I'll answer the question and then get your thoughts. I think the... The Melbourne race is a better race depth-wise. I think it's got more... I think we're going to see more good horses come out of the um, the Australian guineas. But the Ramwick guineas has got those two marquee acts, hasn't it, in, um, in Aft Cabin and Ossipenko, who are potential superstars of the future. So... But I think there's a lot of depth to Melbourne. And if I get one more call out of New Zealand about this filly... Um, Legato, like the wraps are massive. So, um, part of me wishes we could have another crack at the lab after the number <laughs> of calls I got on um, Legato yesterday. But I'm happy to go with elliptical. But I mean, how do you guys see the two races? And then the second part of the question is, we've surely we've got to w- try and work towards not having them clashing mm. because imagine if you had all of those horses in one race, yeah. it'd be as good a guineas as you'd ever get. Yep. What I'd love is if there was another Guineas down the track that they all wanted to target. So it'd be great if you had the Melbourne entree and the Sydney entree tomorrow and then they would clash down Pro the years. track. But it's just not going to happen, unfortunately, because racing New South Wales just won't work with any other jurisdiction. And as you said, the Australian Guineas, I think, is a better race, but the two stars are up in Sydney, probably with Jack and O, if you're going to pick out the True. three best horses. Yeah, I don't want to undersell him. But I think the other two are... Yeah, I, I think... I think Ossipenko could be anything. Better than Jacquinot? Oh, yeah. I think so. See, I'd be leaning towards Jacquinot still. What about you, Tom? I've got my question oh, no, at the moment, No, at the moment, maybe Jacquinot. But I'd, I think I think Ossipenko's about 70% potential realised yeah. at the moment. I mean, your boss, Dan Cobby, is very big on that horse and has been for some time. So well, I think his boss, Chris Waller, is. <laughs> so. I've got my reservations on, on Jacquinot. I just think that um, the first up won a pimple at Sandown... Um, then wins the, the group one by Will default with a protest. Mile. Well, that's the this thing. We'll run the strong mile and come up very, very short. So um, in that race, I thought Elliptical was was a great each way play at you know six dollars fifty. Mm. He's, he's tr- seen the preview of the lab. Yeah, obviously. Have, <laughs> is that, have you tipped it? <laughs> we both have. Oh, there you go. Yeah, it's just I mean it's it's never been beaten further than about three and a half lengths in its whole career. Elliptical and had no right to win first up. <laughs> Correct. Three wide, no bad cover, barrier, and then still found another gear under pressure in the last hundred. Yeah, oh, I've got each way attrition and elliptical and and Jack and I. The miles, the the issue that the slight concern. I think he may get away with it against the three-year-olds. He may have too much class. Not if he's got to cover ground. That's going to be the issue. If he has to go back, which I think, as we were seeing in the lab yesterday, I, I'm interested on um, on what happens going forward. I think he'll win the Golden Eagle, Jack and O, in about six, seven months' time. I think mm. 1,500 That's metres perfect. is perfect for him. Now, you half alluded to this. This is the way... Is it racing Australia to stand in here, okay? I've got no dramas. But do they still exist? Well, that's also yeah. a really good point. <laughs> Prove you still exist and then step in over the top. Because I've got 
an idea, and, and Quinny half alludes to it, right? So we've got the we've got the the race. Like the tomorrow. World Health Organization. Oh yeah, but absolutely yeah. useless. Yeah, we're on Brett Sutton. I'm coming in as Brett Sutton, a good-looking guy. They went fell in love with him during uh, the COVID. All right, so here we go. Randwick, Randwick Guineas and Australian Guineas on the same day. I've said a lot. I have no dramas with the calendar. Twelve months a year. I think the Australian racing calendar is fine. I understand the the political pushing and shoving. But what they need to do, racing Australian to go and go. Okay. Philandis, Race Victoria, sit down and try and thrash this out because 2,000 metre Rose Hill Guineas in a couple of weeks' time could be the grand final for the autumn, right? So this is what we do. In the autumn, we say, is what? If you win the Australian Guineas and the Rose Hill Guineas and then you win the Randwick Guineas, million-dollar bonus, right? So then we have that grand final. You talk about that rivalry tomorrow between Ozopinko and Aft Cabin and it, it adds a little bit. Rivalries in sport and horse racing are cool. So if we're able to somehow build up a rivalry between the winner of the Australian Guineas and the ones coming out of the Rose Hill, uh, the Randwick Guineas towards the Rose Hill Guineas, that's great. Then in the spring, right, because the grand final's in New South Wales in the autumn, we flip it. So we have the Caulfield Guineas, we have the champion stakes, now, we do some toing and froing. The 2,500 metre derby for me isn't a major concern, but it's an ongoing conversation. And maybe we drop that to 2,000, and then we have the same thing reversed in spring. So you have the champion stakes, you have the Caulfield Guineas, and if you win the 2,000 metre Victoria derby, there's an extra million dollar bonus on top of it. This is an opportunity. I know it's probably very, very slim, considering Racing New South Wales are doing their own thing and have done for a number of years. But I think Racing Australia can stand up and backbone and try and mediate it where we actually gain something out of these two guineas on the same day. Yeah, good, good point, good point. But I think we're moving further away from that. And, and I'm in no way critical of Perth and the timing of the Quokka. I think it's absolutely fantastic. And I don't think anyone could deny that the Quokka's made a, a real splash on the calendar. Um, but it's upset Racing New South Wales because it's so close to the TJ but and it's dividing... I'll tell you this, Hamo, I, I, I have no doubt. I have no doubt you're right. But yeah, Peter Lee and Racing New South Wales can't do their own thing and then upset everyone else and then crack the sads when it happens a little bit differently. I, I think that's incredibly... I agree entirely. You can't fire the bullets without mm. copping a few as well, yep. can you? Yeah, I mean, it's a really tough one because everyone's just interested in their own backyard. But... As administrators of sport, and especially, you know, guys like Volandis and everything that are so powerful, you're custodians of, of a great sport that you like as well while you're in charge of it. So, yes, look after the needs of New South Wales racing, Victorian racing, but there, there comes a point where mm. you've got to put the egos aside a little bit, come together and, and realise what is best for the actual sport holistically. And I think that at the moment they're not doing that to the well, best of their abilities. Let's be honest, like... Love him or hate him, the best thing that Peter Val we could get Peter Volandis to do is run Australian racing, yeah. not just New Agreed. South Wales racing. Exactly. Agreed. Right. I, I will just say too, just on, on the on the proposal I just put forward, it doesn't happen this year clearly, but going forward as well, they're the same horses. So it happens in the spring and then it happens in the autumn as three-year-olds, and that continues to build the rivalry. And I know it's you can't just push stuff, but you hey, look back to the, the early mid-90s when Saintly and Falante and all those horses kept clashing in the biggest races. It, it made for a great narrative over a number of years as they stepped out of three-year-old class into four-year-olds and uh, winning Cox plates and all the rest of it. I, I think that there is... It'll, I, I believe, and I want this on the record, it will not happen due to 
Racing New South Wales not wanting to play along with others. But I think there's a chance, rather than they all sit back and go, there shouldn't be two guineas on the same side, on the same day, we should be trying to find a way to have them coexist and, and elevate. And it's not just the horses we miss out on with these clashes. We miss out on... We don't get to see J-Mac anywhere near enough in Melbourne. Chris Waller, how many times... Have a, have a think about this. I said it to to his, his illegitimate son, Dan Cobby. <laughs> I, said, I said to him, how many times would your dad actually come down here to Melbourne being not Chris Waller? Yeah. He, he said maybe four or five times a year. Now, that's just not enough, is mm. it? This is the megastar, the megastar of Australian training ranks. And because of all the clashes in Sydney, we see him down here maybe mm. four or five times a year. Social team, we just need that one. Yeah, we do. Out, we do. Uh, just before we move on, yes. Guineas, I'd love... What about this for some content? A camera tomorrow on Mark Stevens, the man that said yes to a 5% share in elliptical, then got the calculator out and said, oh, actually, it's a bit too much. I might renege on that. Yeah, and it's so not it's as probably going to cost him, what, yeah. 5% of $40 million with a victory tomorrow? Yeah. Like, lucky he's got plenty. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but this it's not as if the formula wasn't there. I mean, the guys had just had a couple of dingoes yeah. like Merchant Navy and Super, Super Set before us. So, you know, yeah. it's and not as if they could be third time lucky. Is he still on the Liberals' payroll, Michael O'Brien? <laughs> <laughs> or not anymore? Pop, 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 pop. Possibly too soon. <laughs> now, best bets, crystal ball, all that to come. But there's some apologies, isn't there? Some apologies have to be given out. Well, I don't know what's happening here. Well, Is this to Jess after you're a little bit late home? No, no, I don't never apologise for that. <laughs> well, I, well, I look to you. It's only got to be if you've really potted someone or something and yeah. it's come out, you know, 24 hours later and yeah. made you look silly. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm glad we're on the same page. Espiona. Espiona. Now, you have gone as hard as anyone in the nation and yeah. you, last week, although your handwriting wasn't overly legible, you did write the word fraud on a piece of paper <laughs> and then she come out Melbourne way. Did I won't say tough. blitzed them, but did enough no, to win. No, it was a tough win. Two uh, from two in Melbourne, two, yeah. Of course, so. laid in a bit too and did a little bit wrong, but it was just far too good. So, yeah, I'd like to, I'd like to apologise to uh, all the connections, the, the horse, the strappers, the trainers. Uh, got it wrong. OK, now you've done your bit. Now, Hammer, you have been way harder. Yeah, uh, look, I have. Um, I nearly delivered the, the crate of milk before, yeah. the, before the race, but... Uh, look, clearly, clearly she's better down here, so I'll, con I'll concede she's competitive in Melbourne, but not. <laughs> so, but let's not forget. I mean, all of those who talked her up said we could be seeing the next Winks here, yeah, and true. what one, two races in in a year and a half. Yeah, there's an opportunity here. There's an opportunity that Race Victoria need to take. They need to get on the phone. Chris Waller hasn't been a Put participant in the All-Star Mile. Oh, yes. Oh, She's got to get... This is an opportunity to say to Chris Waller, hey, Espion is much better in Melbourne. They've got those wild you, cards. Yeah. And the fact is, as we sit here today, Chris Waller, again, it's, it's, it's fact, he hasn't bought into the All-Star Mile as one of the biggest, if not the biggest trainer in the country. And there's an opportunity. She's much better in Melbourne. Not sure Mooney Valley would probably suit her all that well as a track layout, but... Until she goes there, we don't know. I'd be like, we're giving one of the wild cards to Espiona for certain. It's not a bad idea. Get the What's talk. that saying, though? Never take a knife to a gun for it. Like, <laughs> I don't think Chris would want to launch his all-star mile assault with a... Uh, with a <laughs> this is like an apology. Yeah, I'm sorry I yeah. did this. But you yeah. shouldn't have got me angry in the first place. <laughs> well, Campbell Brown the Tribunal right. sort of stuff. You've seen, you've seen the 10, right? You've seen the 10. If Espiona was B11, and of course we've got some more wild cards outside of it. She'd finish 11. You think she'd finish behind all those... 
No, pro- no, no. Look, all jokes aside, no, she probably beat probably beat Keats. But, uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. No. So you think you'd sit, if she was to be eleven, she'd run tenth of eleven? Uh, no. Look, she might run seventh or eighth or something. I'm just saying, like, if Chris Waller wants to announce himself in the All Star Mile, he wants to be running a proper horse, you know, a serious horse. That's I don't disagree with that, but the point is that he doesn't. She may want to still be get in. She might like. Well, it's only on the wild card now, so the yeah, race Victoria needs. There is to, five of them. They're wheeling so, and dealing behind the scenes, right? Yeah. Oh, I agree. They'd love Chris Waller to be part mm. of it, but as we know, because of the calendar, he won't physically be here. So. Yeah. Well, the horse is here. Yeah. So I, I'd be very interested. I, I don't think your apology. Do you, do you think Chris so, wasted uh, starts on? Uh, Espiona by running in Sydney? I think that he probably thought, because of the horse is so talented, that there might be. And I think it had some niggles about 12 months ago as well. So no, I, I think has you were able in, to find... In her defence, absolutely a lot of issues. So there, there's stuff that's going wrong. So essentially he was like, OK, he probably thought, well, the little things are going wrong. That's probably a more major issue for the horse, more so than what way around the track it's actually running. All right, running. so there's four of us here. Who thinks she should get one of the wild cards? Yeah, I'd be happy... I'd be happy with that. What are the other wildcard horses? Uh, well, we'll put it this way. I mean, like even even the maiden would get should get a run before her if you want to go that way. Laws of indices. Moanga's are just an absolute no-brainer yep. if if Annabelle wants to. Yep. Uh, look, I haven't been through the rest of them, but some of the three-year-olds out of the guineas, like if they wanted to go that way with elliptical, and elliptical doesn't win the guineas. Um, even even I would look at this filly from New Zealand, Legato. They, even though they may be considering going up to Sydney instead. Um, Depends what she does tomorrow. Tomorrow's, a, I, I, again, agree. Jackano is an interesting one because they've got so many options with yeah. a three-year-old after this race. And and they're probably looking at it to say, this is our test. Like, if Jackano can't beat the three-year-olds at a mile, then you're probably not going to take on the older horses at a mile. I texted Sam Friedman yesterday and Elliptical provided goes well and it'll go on to the Rose Yes, yeah. so uh, I think Elliptical needs 2,000 metres... <clears throat> Third up, yeah. I, I like. I, I 100% agree, and I think he's going to be massive, huge massive prize money to say no to. It is, though. I like, know. But if he doesn't win tomorrow, even if he runs what they, they need, belly horse, I, I don't, I don't agree with this theory about that you have to win a Group One. And I think that the the ideas of the breeders and the studs around the world are starting to shift. That if they win one of these big races, yeah, but it's if more you want to sell it, it makes a little. That's bit exactly right. Summer. So if he doesn't win tomorrow. The Rose Hill Guineas has to be the next race for him because if they go to an all-star mile, while the money's great, it doesn't tick that... Do that we know what Annabelle Neeson's done with her Ferrari that she got? Is no, she keeping good it? Question. Or is, we need to dig a little yeah. bit deeper there. Well, how about when you email her abusing her for running laws of indices in Group 1? Just put, yes, Annabelle, where's the Ferrari? She won that Ferrari too, yeah. So, I don't know if, if Rob Archibald's going to be driving it or if, if Annabelle is or... Maybe they sort of share it between the staff on the weekends or something. Yeah. A little... Little spoil for the battlers. I'll tell you what, I'm going to say, start a market on this. 100 to 1 that any of the strappers have driven it. Yeah. Oh, really? No, it's a Ferrari. No way. <laughs> no, you're not giving it to a strapper. <laughs> Would you let me drive your Ferrari? Uh, well, I, I don't have one, but you, you, I've offered you to drive my car on a number of times, and that's scary because you are. It's a twenty-four thousand dollars mate. There's a he, difference. He's officially the worst driver I've ever seen. Hang on, the, your car's like a space kid, a spaceship though. There's button. You don't even put the key in the ignition. We were driving home from Warrnambool one year, oh. and and don't deny this. And I said, look, 
I don't want you to speed, but I've got to get back to work. So you've got to, you know, let's not stop on the way. Let's just get back to town. So we were going 75 on a highway. We got overtaken by a cattle truck <laughs> on a single lane, a cattle truck. Quinny's in the emergency lane. And in a beautiful touch of irony, you know what came on the car? I came on the, the radio. Tracy Chapman passed cars. <laughs> You know what true I hate, or false? You know what I hate about that story? It's all 100% true. <laughs> I just, I just to clarify my Ferrari thing. It wasn't a, not at all a slot on Annabelle Nisham or the crew. I just don't think anyone who actually owns a Ferrari ever lets anyone else drive it. And nor should they. Hmm. Agree? Oh, it's you a Ferrari. You drove one for a while, though, didn't you? No, I didn't. I've got photos of you with a Ferrari. No, I had one. I, well, they I gave me one for a week. <laughs> <laughs> they gave me one for a week. So did you drive a Ferrari for a short I period of time? I think it was time? that, like, throw the lure out to see if well, you, you like it what? that much, you'll buy one. Again, 100% factually correct. He had one for a short time. <laughs> now, if you are on the Laybrokes Live channel watching us, firstly... Thank you. Secondly, you might have come across a little bit of uh, our man Campbell Brown and Glenn Boss. A little teaser getting around via all the Ladbroke socials as well. Boss's bucket list. That's it. Uh, you took a lot of days off uh, SCN Trek last year to go chase the coin and it seems like it's well worth it because it looks really good. No, Hody gave me a call um, last oh, April, I think it was, and said, mate, there's no chance you'll actually be able to, to do this concept we've got because you're far too busy, but this is what it entails. And I said, Hody, it's surprising how unbusy I can be <laughs> if I want to be. So, cleared the schedule. I went over to Alice Springs. That was uh, absolutely magnificent, down to Hobart. And, um, and we finished in Coolan. And uh, Mickey Crocker and Lawrence Mooney and uh, Ty Canelli mm. got involved as well. And they, they went right around to all the different country racetracks. It's brilliant, brilliant concept. Um, something that Bossy wanted to, to do when he finished up. And... Can't wait to see the final edits. Yeah, a couple of weeks away. That'll be uh, the first of the episodes, which I think was Alice Springs. Yep. was the first one. I think that'll be out in uh, around about the 13th of March. So can't wait to see it. They're not five-minute things either. They're full, like, half-hour episodes. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, Quinny, how history repeats. Very similar to the phone call he got from Gold Coast back in the day. Like, hello, Brownie. I know you're probably uh, not interested, but uh, here's the cash. It's amazing how interested yeah. I can get really quickly. So. You know me, mate. Money's not my goal. <laughs> just if you just see send it. it to my private email yeah. address, will you? Just... If you see how, how good I am at spending it, yes. you realise that <laughs> I don't hold it in my regard. And no. just on emails, still the only successful adult I know to have a Hotmail account That's is true. my Ken. Yeah, yeah, got the <laughs> oh, oh, he's got one too. My man, he's got one. My apologies. He's got one too. <laughs> it gets hard, it. though, because mine's quitty underscore 84. At hotmail.com, it's hard then to convince people that I'm 28. <laughs> uh, group one, let's get into it. Let's start with the Australian Guineas, the Ladbrokes market. Always gamble responsibly. What's it doing? Jacquinot's been a firmer, very short now, all the way down to $2.25. Elliptical has been the best back galloper outside of the favourite, now a $6 second elect. Just got to temper that a little bit though, because the early market would have had Ossipenko in it. Yes. Wouldn't it at the very start? Yeah, but since, since final field, the support has come for Jacquinot, 310 into 225. And as you alluded to, we lose eight cents worth of deductions there yep. through Ozapenko. So has been backed with market support. Attrition, a $9 chance. The Kiwi Legato at $9.50, then double figures, all better the rest. So the support has been for Jacquinot, each way money. Sorry, Steve-O, for elliptical. Mm. Well, Hamo and I will send a Ladbroke slab a little bit about 25 minutes' time before it gets released via Ladbroke Social. That's uh, which way we are leaning. Take on Gareth Hall. I've showed my hand as well. I'm with you guys with Elliptical. Um, Mick Kent Jr. couldn't have 
giving Jack and I a bigger push, really, during the course of the week, but I'll go with the each-way value at $6.50. Yeah, I just want to know where it's going to get to. I just, um, uh, just barrier two just worries me, that little smidge with elliptical, because I think it's a horse that likes to be out. Like, we saw what a horror story the Guineas was, the Caulfield Guineas was, when it just it's, yeah. it couldn't muster until it got out into the open. So... Just don't want to see it buried in traffic. It's got the right man not to get buried in traffic. So, so it's interesting you're talking about history repeating. Well, I did. Uh, the very fact is that Blake Shinders had no luck last week when he gave an absolute peach to the favourite in a blue diamond. I, I, I think that the speed will be on a fair bit from the outside gates, or at least a bit wider. So I think he'll come off. I, I think that elliptical um, last week, she just didn't, the filly just didn't really settle, didn't spit the bit out for a little while. So you need to find a backside. I think elliptical can find a rhythm with the speed. So I think he'll just come off the, he'll come off the fence and allow the horse. I'm not really concerned about elliptical getting caught up. I, I think if he's good enough, he's going to get an opportunity from there. He hasn't got point-to-point speed. He's a wind-up yeah. horse, isn't he? Which is the only... You don't want to see him bailed up and bolting at the no. 300. You want Blake to be able to let him switch open. into his yeah. gears and wind and, up. And keeping in mind now, I'm not suggesting he's Hitotsu by any stretch of the imagination, but there was a slight concern last year. Hitotsu grew, drew barrier one in an Australian Guineas. And I was like, oh, you know, well, first up was remarkable in its own right, but well, he's a big horse, he needs a bit of space. And in the end, they find their way, in particular with Flemington, so I'm fairly confident that Elliptical will get every chance. And Blake Shins is in incredible form. Yeah, except for the Steel City watch yeah. for those oh, that do oh, have some. You can't, you can't uh, criticise him for that, because, nah. I mean, when, you, when we got to see the... Um, that steward's vision, there, there was actually never a run there. If she, if like she he had tried relax, to make a run. If he had a relax, he would have come off the back of the leader, but she mm. needed something just to follow when she got her head up early. Uh, let's get up uh, to Sydney, of course. The other guineas is fascinating, and I'm going to. Well, I can't get my powder dry for much longer, but you go first. Half cabin, $2.50. Oz Penko, $4.40. Zoo Tiger at $6. You're like the favourite here. Oh, I've already got her at, at him at $2.90. I, I cannot believe. That we're getting 250 still for. Again, we're responsible, but I think it's an absolute shoe in. Oh, I, I just I can't understand why. Shoe in. Draws draws wide again. Not worried um, about that. Yes, gets J Mac. Um, can't work as hard as it did last time. Look, I think Osipenko is just as good a horse. That's the thing. Yeah, you won't think that. Drawn better. Osipenko would surely have had more improvement to come out of last start than half cabin would have. So. I don't think there's anything between them at all. You're getting much better odds, Osipenko, mm. and you got a better draw as well. Well, well what's what, what do you get for Osipenko for Four a place? Dollar sixty-five. No, not better odds because you'll run second or third. So he <laughs> slips out of the gate. He slips out of the gate, and then Timmy Clark obviously wanted to go forward, and then gave a little squeeze, and they just went hell for leather. Then he got a squeeze in the last hundred. Now he wasn't going to win that race, but the actual number, what is it, two and a half lengths, is not entirely accurate. I'm telling you, third up, half cabin will go. Bang. Even Animo got beaten 12 months ago. Is it a dead set two-horse race? Because Zoo Tiger's right there at $6. Yeah, I, mean, I, me, I, I think Zoo is. Tiger's not I think it's a one-horse race, but I think is the only one that will see half cabin in the last 100. Mm. Yeah. What do you think, boys? What do you think, Quinny? I was waiting for him to try. Os- Os- I was with Osipenko. I just think um, drawn really well. The Hobartville win was really <coughs> 2-1. <laughs> yeah, anyway, um, Quinny. I'm disappointed that Cam didn't take the shoe off for the Simpsons gag with the shoe in of the week there with half cabin. <laughs> I think the favourite's a terrific bet. Yeah. I just think you changed the runs last you, time, you changed the results, and I think 250 is a good quote. I think the money will come. I'd bet early to avoid disappointment. 280 with the Ladbrokes odd surge right about now. I don't think you'll get better than that. I also, and I say this on the lab as well, and I've said this all week on SCN Track, the very fact is that uh, occasionally we jump off horses. And all of a sudden, you get better odds, but you, oh, I can't. 
It happened with Uncommon James. You only have to look a week ago. Now, he, his run to Rubicon was below market expectation, but it wasn't a bad run. He comes out no, last I, week at him 10 bucks. So Half Cabin was disappointing because we all thought he was going to just go bang. I'm telling you, tomorrow's the day. I'm telling it? you. Yep. Very assertive. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Well, I feel there's a bit of bias attitude towards Hamo with this, though, because he's trying to get back in Chris Waller's yeah. good course by being oh, so oh, hard on. You know, he's trying to push Already I am. On those four trips he comes to Melbourne, there's never a time <laughs> we don't catch up. So. <laughs> for Ladbrokes, get involved. Always gamble responsible with the markets are up. Just quickly, are we still getting odds on for the Kiwi in the Canterbury Stakes? I want to talk about Artorias in a moment. It's been Into the red now, it, it, it is, right? $1.95. $1.85. Oh, $1.85. Oh, extraordinary. That's That's remarkable. $2.90 to 185 Best back runner anywhere across the country tomorrow. Wow. wow. There you it go. did come in a big way. We'll couldn't. Talk. Could you really step in at $1.85? Well, the Kiwis clearly have. Oh, I couldn't, but... Uh, they're, they're, talking, they're talking up Legato almost as much to me, I'm telling you. Well, then, have you had a little Another one I'm telling you. I've had a few I'm yeah, telling yeah. you, see? Have you had a little flood? You've, you've, you've had a little flood on Legato. Oh, you I can't take to, 25 calls. I had to take, I had to take $10 yeah. when, when, the, when the dog started barking. So, yep. <laughs> the dog started barking. The dog started barking. It's his favourite <laughs> Every well, time they try to get him to do something, he sends me and copy to do it. <laughs> <laughs> Why bark when you've got dogs? <laughs> <laughs> For Ladbrokes, wherever you might be, good morning. Breakfast, best bets. Took a little while to get there, but we got there in the end, and that's all that matters. I'm going to start with you, Campbell Brown. What do you think? Uh, race three, number two, Flemington, uh, the Godolphin runner, Callow. Uh, it's one up the straight before. It was a recent trial winner. I think it goes very, very good. The the, uh, the run it had behind Asfura last uh, last spring was terrific, and I think it wins. You're still getting quite a palatable price at three dollars sixty, and I'll touch on this a little bit later in the Crystal Ball. But Jamie Carr's riding it, Ooh. and I think that she could have a very very nice day. Mm. Adam Hamilton, uh, we're going to go uh, Osipenko. If I'm going to stick my neck out right through the show, four dollars forty, eminently backable for me. But I'm going to put in brackets afterwards. Have a have a play in the other guineas, the Australian guineas, because you can get six fifty elliptical and nine dollars fifty for the Kiwi Philly Legato. So have a little play on those as well. But straight out, one bet for the weekend, Osipenko. My best bet is Arf Cabin for the weekend. I think elliptical and attrition will run really well in the Australian guineas, but Arf Cabin, I think. Now, I would have thrown to you earlier, Quinny, but uh, you sent last week's tips in, mate, so have you sorted that out? <laughs> All sorted. Got three at Flemington here, and we kick off with race one, number 10, Alative, a first starter from the Price Kent Junior stable. Has had four jump outs, has won them all, but what I've liked is sitting off the speed, coming home strongly, and hopefully can make a winning debut here. Race eight, number four, Gentleman Roy, two runs this campaign, first pass the post on both occasions. Hopefully we'll make it three from three and hopefully we'll keep the race here and not lose it in the stewards' room. And then race nine, number four, to Jumbuck, part owned by one of Adam's former bosses in Michael Manley. This horse absolutely airborne, winning two in a row up the Flemington straight and stick with the horse to complete a winning trifecta. Can't believe we're getting 320. That's a terrific price. Is it the favourite in the race? Yes. Yeah. He loves his Flemington straight, and they always run well. I know that they're, you know, horses for courses and for different ways of which people do their form, but horses do run particularly well and are in form down the straight. Always run well. It is a nice little price. Actually. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, good luck to Mickey Manley. He's a massive Tigers man. Like he is. You've um, you got a lot in common. And um, formerly you? No, cut it out. <laughs> cut it out. <laughs> What'd you make I, it last night, Hammer? Of course, you didn't famously participate in this show last year around the prelim and grand final weeks because of the <laughs> excitement around the cats. Oh, look, you don't read anything into last night, you know. It's going to... I think it'll be a, a relatively slowish start mm -hmm. to the season for the cats.
Um, everyone said they'll be 6-0. and Why? They're going to have half a team in the first couple. Will they go back-to-back? Uh, well, I think that's just a given. <laughs> <laughs> Premiership hangovers are a real thing now, aren't they, Campbell? Oh, they can be. Yeah, they can be if you lose a few... Yeah, yeah. But players. I think bringing in all the new blood like they've done is is pretty mm. important for the Cats. Yep. And they'll all get a go early because they've got about 28 injuries at the moment. Yep. So. Hawks brought in some new blood after they won their 08 flag. Unfortunately, Brownie was gone. They win four grand finals <laughs> in a row. Gee whiz, he's just been peppering away. He with has, a bit, of a, bit of a low blow there. <laughs> no, well, I was waiting for you to give a little bit of a premiership hangover. 09 wasn't great. No, because I don't subscribe to it. Yeah, I don't you think don't? it had anything to do with our off-field activity yeah. at all. Oh, okay. Change, no one said it did. Change the game. No, that's what he was alluding to. Oh, <laughs> right. He reckons we got on the piss for six months right. straight. It was only five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I also think that if you get it, I think premiership hangovers, you have to win a flag to have one. I think it's well and truly worth That's it. a good point. Uh, crystal ball time. Let's get into it. On the Ladbrokes Sport and Breakfast, Crystal Ball. I'm going to start with you because you've half alluded to it. Yeah, well, I have. Can so, do? so Jamie Carr's got seven rides mm-hmm. out of nine uh, tomorrow. Um, you go through and have a really good look. I, I think she wins at least four. At least four tomorrow. Um, you've just tipped one of your best of, of the day in race one. Uh, Elative. 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 Elative, yeah. She's riding it. Timor in race number two. Uh, my best of the day is uh, Callow in race mm-hmm. number three. Um, winner takes it all. Kettle Hill there in the market as well. Uh, if she rides like we know she can, gives these horses every chance, I, th- I think she'll win at least four races. So that is my crystal ball. She's in ripping form as well. She yeah, no, and she yeah, is well. one of the stars of the All-Star mm-hmm. Mile documentary as well. So um, great to have Jamie part of it. You got a crystal ball for us, Adam? Yeah, I have indeed. I'm a massive uh, Tuvalu fan. Lindsay Smith put his hands up and said, my mistake, shouldn't have put the blinkers on last time. The horse got too keen. Race too handy. Um, zoomed up the inside when the run came, but peaked on the run. Uh, I think, back into the zone. I love the fact that Lindsay's thought in the moment and changed his path towards the All-Star Mile. I think he's really going to reassert himself as a major player. And even if he doesn't win the blamey, I think he's going to go mighty close to it. So Tuvalu and Gentleman Roy go around. And as a blamey, if you get it, you are in the All-Star Mile, right? But one of those horses will not win the race. And so we'll will they get, still get in? Oh, absolutely. So Tuvalu and Gentleman Roy they run both the in. They'll both be yeah, in. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they'll both be in. Now, what is your crystal ball? My crystal ball is we'll have a new king or queen of the Australian sprinting ranks. I think it's safe to say Nature Strip. John Paul Young said it famously, yesterday's hero. So who's going to be the best by the end of the autumn or the end of the spring? And it's very open. You've got... Cool and Gatter would have to be in the mix. We see passive-aggressive kick off the campaign tomorrow. We see the Everest winner in Giga Kick. We've got I Wish I Win and In Secret, but it's pretty open. Alan Epitina's got to be there too. Uh, somewhat in the conversation, but I think probably just a level below those absolute top liners. Oh, it's a big call. Maybe a Quokka victory did, could did, change that. And did win a Manicato by half mm. straight. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's very open and potentially we could see a, a three-year-old emerge, it's, but it's very open and we haven't seen the sprinting ranks this open in years. It is exciting. So just on him, he's been an almighty horse, but game over. Nature Strip. Can't win the TJ. I'd, I'd, I'll be opposing him. I'd be, I wouldn't, I'd, I hope he does win again, but I wouldn't be stunned if he didn't win another race. You think race. it's one more flop in retirement? I think so. I think uh, one more underwhelming run and they might pull the pin well, on I actually think it's, I actually think it's, it's, it's swan song regardless. Right. Um, I, 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 that's, that's the way I look at it with him. He's been amazing. The end can come quickly, as we know. Um, and, you know, maybe we've seen the end of Zaki as well. Two great, great superstars. Geez, you're keen to put the pen through Zaki. Well, where is he? 
He's relaxing in a paddock yeah, right now. Fresh it up. He's a last start group one winner beating Animo. Yeah, well, the all-star miles on and he'll be eating grass. Uh, oh, and now we've, we've had brutal. some apologies today, of course, from Hamo and Brownie, but there'll be a lot, a lot tomorrow night. We haven't missed a few, have Artorius. we? Artorius. Artorius <laughs> oh, will do it tomorrow night. This is... 1,300 metres. It is time for Artorius. I have been banging on about this for two years. He's a 13, 1,400-metre horse, and tomorrow is the time. Zach Purton... Now, I know a lot of people took up that yes. bet last week as Did well. $11. Good numbers. So, 11 into 8. <laughs> yeah. Wow. We'll, we'll know more today. Yeah. You know who's spending the whole day with Zach Burton? Our man, Bossy. I thought you were going to say so, Dan Cobby. Dan Management Cobby. No, no. So, Dan, Dan arranged it. <laughs> tomorrow night, so I'll be one step back to below. Australia. Zach Burton. Yeah. I don't think he's going to move back to Australia officially in the uh, in the relative future, but I think that he'll ride a lot more, as I made mention last week. So this week. is important for your bet oh, for, for hugely three important. Months. But, so Torres goes bang, Zach Burton goes bang. I do a little dance, and I'm 33% to a windfall, and we all have fun, and people have to apologise to him because he wins another group. A lot on the line still, for Cam. We, we've got to get a, those, a lot of those old grabs from you about Artorias. He's not I a, think there's... There's a lot of recreating here. No, as I said all the time, <laughs> he's not a 1,200-metre group It's only another winner. 100 metres. Well, let's just see. Okay. Only oh, takes yeah. off, although they've truckloaded the Kiwi, but I think... And uh, he hasn't a nice won price. yet. Like, you are talking yeah. like he's got the job done and you want the parade yeah. already. No, I, I, I don't want... The... Only those that win the war get the right to recreate his history. In fact, he's been the biggest betting drifter of the week. <laughs> but that's a, that's a separate issue. I was going so. as far to say, if, if he wins, or when he wins, I don't need... Artorias to be in a parade. I just want Zach Purton to be in it. As he rides two tomorrow, and all of a sudden, away we go. Uh, you got a big day today. What are you doing? Uh, well, I was going to train, but I left all my training gear at home. So. You going to Ed Sheeran tonight? Uh, yes, I am. Oh. I am. Why didn't you go last night? Tell, tell him. I was tell him how big a fan you are on and Spotify's evidence. Top 1% of <laughs> in, the world. in the whole in the world. world. That is billions of people. <laughs> We're going to get out of here. See so, yeah, Have a great Dancing day. Dancing in the dark. No, yesterday's hero. Yes.